I'm a bit skeptical today about we starting? things. I'm a bit, uh, unfortunately, uh, unhappy that we never even read Taya's message. Now, for any of you who oh, have yes. started to listen uh, a while ago, let's, let's three remi- months Let's remind fact, everyone, months, let's remind everyone right. when was the last time we read messages. Or actually the first <laughs> oh. time, which was the last time. Uh, the first time we read messages was at the end of our... Our last Eighth episode, yeah, but that's their 2014 one. That's like the first one the first in the year one, 2014, right, the year. and uh, we decided to have a little mailbag section at the end, special with a little song from Blues Clues, of course. <laughs> ah, yes, that's true. <laughs> and uh, we l- we had Tim back on. That's right. He our was good in the cousin dungeon. Tim, mm-hmm. our pal. Yeah, and uh, we decided to read all the fan mail we got for our Hobbit. Pa- all podcast. the fan mail. That's the three letters. Well, like I said, all the fan mail, but. We forgot well, one yes, person, we forgot. Yeah, and that's course, the yeah. reason why I'm talking about this, and that is because our other listener, called Taya, Taya Leone, not the Leone, no, 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 right, no, but it's, it's, the it's, first, it's, it's, the yeah. first one's right. And she uh, sent us a letter, and she sent us probably the nicest letter. I, I would say so. Well, the, the the most heartfelt, or at least the most honest. Honest, right? yeah. The rest were kind of like jokey, half stuff like that. So we and... have to, we really have to extend our apologies and read it out, especially before we start actually talking and she writes i listened to the whole thing and almost gave up at the beginning but then it became pretty awesome so yeah thank you for fulfilling my evening and pipicaca hooray and the, and the passcode was correct as well that's right perfect it's well just, it's time for bake i feel i feel what bakers oh bakers <laughs> the last of by the brand Seven Days. This is like the cheapest thing you can ever get, but they're excellent. They're break. You know what bake rolls are? I don't. I don't know. I think they're you know these what? Wonderful I little. Think that maybe like in America they have something and similar. And these are bacon flavor bake rolls. They have something similar. I think mm. they're basically like um, they're basically sliced bread, sliced dried bread, mm-hmm. but you know, flavorful and and, and toasted good. with bacon flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Interesting. Okay, you know what? I think we shouldn't really talk. We shouldn't use this. Like, whenever we eat, we shouldn't, like, just be like, hi guys, we'll stop. Eat over here. So, anyway, today is an interesting day. It's March really? 24th. Tomorrow, it's. I wanted to extend this out, but tomorrow is, of course, uh, a commemorative day in the fictional world of J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. Really? In which, in the Third Age, 3018, um, the ring finally gets destroyed. Tomorrow's the day? Tomorrow. We could have done it tomorrow, but it is pretty momentous. I think it's also very important as well in that universe. Is that uh, they is Gondor, the newly revived Gondor, yes, and Arnor, which will soon be reunited as one sole kingdom under Elisa, the king, uh, in the fourth age. That's how they start their fourth age, March twenty fifth. Later on, it'll be that's kind nice, of a Gondorian kind of like a new in year. sync, right? Yeah, that that's because they so do it me. to commemorate Frodo and Sam's arduous is... journey to save all of them from a fate that is. So the political system in Middle Earth post post ring oh, drop. Well, it gets it gets expanded and more fulfilled. By Is Rohan still kind of an yes, independent of course. country? Yes, it is. But under LSR, no, it's not at all. He's not like the they're overseer. They're just alliance. Oh, they're alliances. I thought it was like no. Basically, did you see the strong alliances of, of of Rohan and Gondor? Because like the whole point of Rohan is at the beginning. One of the first things Eomer, son of Eomund, the third marshal of the Riddermark, says in the Third Age book, chapter two, in really? the Two Towers. Um, he says, "We don't serve any anyone. We just want to live the way we always lived and be independent and stuff like that." Okay. So that's. 
I definitely, I'm pretty sure that I don't Aragorn if, will definitely uphold those because for some reason, because problem. because the Shire eventually goes under the jurisdiction, not the jurisdiction, but like um, Aragorn sets boundaries in the, across the borders of the Shire, where he says no man shall ever. I'm not so sure about that rule. Though. Enter the Shire. Then, no one's allowed little, to do that. A little extreme, a little bit. It is a little extreme. I don't like it that much. Then probably myself. like Aragorn's like no one can can oh, go there. No. And then Aragorn goes there. He like, doesn't actually. Visiting. He oh, doesn't. That's cool. He visits, but he visits outside of the Shire. Okay, so he's really proper. Yeah. Like he's... So that's that's very interesting. Anyway, let's stop talking about this because okay. this would be another no. We're not another go. discussion. We have some. <laughs> Other news Sorry. that we want to talk about today, and there's Absolutely. a lot of things that I'd like to probably get off my chest or something like that, but uh, it's March, and I wanted March to be because they're having this uh, Nintendo, <laughs> wait, this is totally off topic, like they're go- they're having this Nintendo, um, hmm? what is this? If you register your 3DS or 3DS XL this month, see, I was about to say year, and then I said, I think I know where you're going with this, possibly. You get a free Pokemon X yeah. and Y game if you register one of the games that came out i think last year and register a 3ds and guess what i got both of those things just a month before and if i didn't register that month and i did it this month i would have gotten a free pokemon x and or y perfect game. timing it's just couldn't be any but more you know what's perfect. funny though a lot of this stuff happens and i've ruined it, it usually happens like that yeah. stuff like that so i mean like you know for the free. best thing is just to, so anyway whatever. the reason why i wanted to do that was to start you know to have this gigantic and huge pokemon talk because of the like, yeah and then so the, i thought march would be an appropriate day but a day see what i said day <laughs> I meant month but instead of that i decided to just uh we decided to talk about The Moors. It's a really good theme. He's a father, right, man? It's really annoying when they do the fake themes to avoid copyright. Well, how you should have ended those the web series yeah. from YouTube kind of does that. They do, but I mean, they're not very memorable. But it's, you know, they it's do fine. Like to it's avoid good. I mean, it works. They're, avoid, they're avoiding the yeah. problems. But Thumb Wars actually did it very well. Spot it's very on. easy to remember. Yeah, it's like it's. I keep. Want, it still I keep sounds like Star that Wars instead of Star Wars. Okay. Anyway. So there we go. We did the theme. Philip did the theme. Perfect. Just like Frank Ireland wanted. Really. He said, like, everybody, just sing themes all the time. There we go. Frank, we did it just for you. I Again. didn't know that. Again. Right, so I think we should start so off. We, so we should kick we should, it off by talking right. about the Star Wars edits. All right, so we this weekend we decided to take three days, even though we wanted to kind of combine it into one day of watching Star Wars, but apparently that didn't happen. And then we did two. We wanted Schedules two days. Happen. And we wanted two days. Yeah. But that didn't happen either. And it so we just... three days. Just turned into three days. So every but it worked evening... Out got some popcorn, yep. got some drinks, 
have this wonderful surround system, which mm-hmm. I'm not lying about, unlike our high tech studio, which true. we are not lying but about. The, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Um, true, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we, we watch these, these movies, right? Yep. And uh, uh, they are fan edits of Star Wars Episodes 1, 2, and 3, which are the prequel films directed by George Lucas and written by George Lucas. Except the second film is co-written by someone else. Yeah, it's co-written by, uh, it's credited to be co-written by George Lucas and another screenwriter called Jonathan Hales, who I am pretty sure just didn't really do much of a contribution. I don't know. Even though he's credited in the thing. We don't know. To Writer's Guild stipulations. So anyway, uh, edits Kirk Shelton, right? Yes, Kirk Shelton, a friend or otherwise of mine. known as... Hal 9000, I believe, at least yeah. on the on the forum, yeah. the original trilogy forum, which mm-hmm. is kind of where yeah. they kind of share the original things, right? trilogy internet message board which forums. Pretty which cool, right? I think is a pretty cool community, a very tightly knit bunch of people who discuss all things Star Wars. Of like, course, I haven't been there too many and, times, but yeah. like my impression is that it seems like they're level-headed fans. Like it seems yeah. like they're and most of them are over the age of thirty. Yeah, and it just seems like they when they're approached <laughs> to a lot of these movies, they might some people might have strong opinions as well. But it seems like they're never going to like I don't know attack you for it. Yeah, and they're not going to like start you know you know what is that called like <laughs> yeah I can't even, I'm not like just just flame you yeah right yeah. kind of like that yeah can't flame wars. words flame wars that kind of stuff you know it's that aggression know. and uh, you know. Mm-hmm. In the moment, kind of you know, bashing and you know, ridiculous stuff that you find yeah. on YouTube and things like that. So mm-hmm. they don't do that stuff. Yeah, they're pretty level-headed, yeah. and cool. they all have actual jobs. Yeah, so they don't sit around the computer all the time. Anyway, uh, the thing is, uh, originaltrilogy.com actually started as a way to sort of gather people together to start preserving the original Star Wars films. The, the, that's what it started, right? The original trilogy. That's why they have like petitions sometimes. Trilogy. And they had a petition yeah. to get the preservations for the the proper. Theatrical the exhibition presentations yeah. for all three original Star Wars films, which that can be a totally different podcast yeah, because definitely. we can talk about this forever. But long story short, the Star Wars films aren't in a very good uh, position as far as it yeah. comes to preserving an archival. Especially when we're talking about the uh, actual, <laughs> the original films, how they were yes. released. We're not talking about the, the Blu-rays or the right. DVDs. One DVD came out and that's a... That's a master from the Laserdisc, but that is six. Yeah, believe. that is a poor transfer, yeah. and it's not a very anyway good thing. The point so is the that point is that it's still ongoing, and, uh, and I'm at least hoping that we're going to release, especially it since Disney bought yeah, Star hopefully, Wars, maybe. and hopefully they don't care as much as George Lucas did. Yeah, which is also another another topic. Uh, yeah, because he's a complex man, <laughs> as all of us are. That's right. the nature of humanity. That's for another time. I'm going to say Nature of Humanity so many times. Nature of Humanity. So, uh, he, edits, right. so the re-edits of Star Wars Episodes 1, 2, and 3. And again, do you want to say something about the prequels before I start talking about um, this? Really, with the prequels, I think for me, it seems like the prequels get a really bad rap, at least in recent years. I think ever since they came out. I guess that's not really recent years. But um, it seems like a lot of people tend to have the disposition that um, the prequels suck in general and that the original trilogy is awesome, right? And I, I agree. I mean, the original trilogy is awesome, and I think that's, that's my favorite part of, of Star Wars. But um, the prequels, I think that, you know, there's not really a point to, to be so angry at them or to that's say right. how terrible they are because really they aren't the worst movies out there. And I think that you got to give them like, credit where credit's due, at least, in some of the stuff they're trying to do. I think that, for me at least... It helps to understand that the prequels, I don't think they were intentionally bad, yeah. obviously. And I think there's just a culmination of maybe some 
of just a bad circumstances or direction or direction yeah or that's just a, that's a big one in my opinion I'd yeah say. and i think that it just didn't turn out the way maybe it did turn out the way that you know george lucas george wanted, wanted to be it. but you it know better turn out the way george lucas wanted it because he's the one who was pulling all the strings considering he owns lucas film and is the one of the right. biggest well not anymore but i mean like he used to and uh, the whole thing started with his money and he invested yeah, yeah, all yeah. of his uh, resources yeah. and energy to make these films which is cool which is, you know, that's excellent. That's that's really nice to see. Yeah. At least, you know, that's what I liked about Lucasfilm at the past because they were the one big studio, studio, quote-unquote, you know what I mean, that still generated so much money. People watched all their movies, huge distribution yeah. with 20th Century Fox, but still, they were still independent. You know, it was still George Lucas. Yeah. And it was a privately owned thing. I mean, of course, other companies are privately owned, but what I'm saying is just that it was there was a charm to the fact that... It was, uh, it was homegrown. In a, yeah, it was homegrown. Yeah. It was... But yeah, so I think with the prequels, um, like that. for me, at least, episode one st- still has nostalgic qualities. Yeah, episode so, one and two for me. And, and two, yeah. And I'm sorry, you can't help those things. They just turn but into that's nostalgia. But that's why it's fun, to, at least for me, to watch prequels. That's why I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, like, let's not watch prequels. Completely erase that from memory. Right, I, I just, yeah. it's, but that's it's our, fun, that's our yeah. opinion. Yeah, because course. we sort of kind of grew up with that in our uh, double-digit uh, yeah. childhoods. You know, that's from, like, from 10 to... What was it? Sixteen. I for you at least. For me, yeah, I was, was like what me. six or seven when we went were, to watch Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, 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 but that yeah. was really awesome. Fun time. Yeah, it was really um, fun, and we really. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like become you know ingrained in our yeah memories. It just happens. But it, it I'm not going to like deny. That. I am not going to deny that the movies are pretty bad. I you know you can't really. I can't watch. I mean, they're two star films. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. They're not. They're not movies that are just so bad where you, you because know, like. Editing is still uh, pretty. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of problems with them. I think there's a lot of problems. Well, okay, yeah, we can't really. Yeah, talk we're not going to go into that, that but, said, but for me, at least the, the disconnect between the universes, the prequel universe is very different from the original universe. Yeah. And so, in a sense, it's not even Star Wars in a no, way. No, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The way it's played out and the way the um, the uh, the context of the, of the films yes. where they're at is just it feels very different. You know what yeah. I mean? So for me, it's a completely different entity. To me, it's also very easy to separate both. Yeah, of them. exactly. And you can, you can watch, for me, I can watch 4, 5, 6 and just, you know, completely ignore the prequels. And I don't even yeah. connect, for example, Hayden Christensen with Darth Vader. No, I just don't, I don't connect the two. You know what I mean? I it's can't a different either. thing. And even when we watch these uh, fan edits, which yeah. we're going to talk about yeah. really soon, um, I couldn't see uh, Hayden Christensen yeah, inside just, there. Just not it working, just right? doesn't work. Can't mesh. You just yeah. can't. Um, but just before we start talking about this, I just want to mention one more thing. Uh the problem now is that the uh, original trilogy has been re-edited a few times and remastered, quote unquote, and they added special about the effects. Official, and stuff. Yeah, the official because George Lucas in the beginning, changes. 1994, they were testing the grounds for CGI mm-hmm. for episodes one, two, and three, which were the prequels that he was planning on doing. And as a testing ground, they used Star Wars, the originals, because he was like, the effects weren't finished, and mm-hmm. I didn't like how the effects turned out in, in episode four and five and six. So we're uh, we're trying to, you know, fix them as a special edition. And it was labeled Star Wars, the special edition, 1997 Seven, release yeah. when it came out. 
everybody went nuts about it. And we all thought, I mean, I wasn't very old, so I didn't... Well, you had no clue. You didn't know... I like, didn't, you thought yeah. Star Wars was like 50 films. Yeah. Well, that's what my dad... Yeah, I remember. <laughs> we went to the... Yeah, that's the first time I watched Star Wars was like back in 1995 or 1996, somewhere like yeah. that. Before the special editions came out, uh, my dad went with me to the video store and we were picking out... I wanted to watch Star Wars because I saw all the trailers and commercials and, and I knew the, the posters, toys right? and I knew the... Yeah, and I, and I was just obsessed with the walkers, the AT-AT. Yeah, yeah. And, There's uh, toys right in the stores and stuff. And, yeah, and stuff like that. And I wanted to watch one of them finally. So we were in there in this um, video store, and I was looking for where the walkers. That's what I want to see in the snow, you know. And I was looking at the back of the VHSs, you know. Yeah. And I was looking, and I couldn't find any. And I asked my dad, what episode is it? And he said, I don't know. There's like a hundred episodes. Yeah. And that's where our dad, who ha- who doesn't know anything, you know, like consistently about you know, Star- pop culture or yeah, yeah. Star Wars, which is excellent. I think that's the most wonderful thing in the world. So then he got, like he got confused then between Star Trek and Star Wars, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, so then, the, then you were thinking, that is the joke. Hundreds of episodes. Yeah, right? and I thought, hundreds of, how am I going to find that? And I looked at, there was a cover of Return of the Jedi, and that one had um, a chicken walker on it. And I'm like, oh, if I can't get the ATAT, I'll get well, the ATAT. Well, the chicken walker was a guarantee that you're going to see at yes, least something. Yes, at least something, yeah. So I watched Return of the Jedi first. Yeah. That is the story. That's anyway, let's continue and talk about the fan edits finally. Let's do it, yeah. So if you haven't seen these films, I suggest you do because we're going to do a little in-depth analysis on, not really in-depth too much, but just sort of a review about uh, these fan edits uh, called Crustacean Nation. I said once. I know all the ties, man. Episode 1, Cloak of Deception. Cloak of Deception. Episode 2, The Approaching Storm. The Approaching Storm. Episode 3, Labyrinth of Evil. Labyrinth of Evil. Which I kind of like the posters, too. So you can get them on my spleen, I think, as a torrent, and you can download it. But the only thing is, like, you know, of course, if you have the films, you can download them. Because that's the only legal way. Sorry. If if you don't, you are a pirate. pirate. Okay, good. We we, we, put the disclaimer. So these fan edits were created to... Uh, this is the thing. Um, me and Jacob uh, specifically didn't want to know why they were made. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a clue. So I went and downloaded the fan edits from Kirk himself. Well, not really from him, but, you know, the yeah. thing that he uploaded it on. Uh, and we watched one, two, and three in s- sequence. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Except well, yeah, like popcorn and one, two, three, yeah. Coke and everything. It was great. And so after we watched them... What is your general impression on what the purpose really was? Because of all three, even of them? though we could easily read the blurb that he wrote about it, like yeah, let's just, let's just let's just kind of riff it and see if we can yeah, yeah. find out all what right. we can so, think. Uh, my impression, my general ahead. impression was that he tried to streamline the story. Definitely, I think streamline. because for me, it really felt like the story was so much clearer. Yeah, this time around, when with a lot of scenes taken out, and um, it was easier for me to understand what was going on the plot and also what the characters what they were doing in the story what yeah. their place was in the story or role sorry what their role was in the story um but i think also what, what he did was try to kind of focus scenes yeah trying to focus refocus scenes and and for example a great example is um the scene with uh chewy no no the scene with when Qui-Gon when everyone's talking in Tatooine remember when Anakin brings Qui-Gon and the crew to his place remember that that's right oh that yes okay and so they're yeah, talking about the situation of why Qui-Gon yes. and his crew are in Tatooine why yeah. they're stuck why they're stranded in any parts blah 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 
And what was great was that uh, Jar Jar was edited out. His silly, his stupid antics with his tongue. Yeah, like, and grabbing. He's the basically apples, just interrupting the like conversation. Freaking chameleon. He's cutting the flow off. Yeah. Of, of uh, disrupting the flow, sorry. Yeah, of the conversation. And with with him gone, I think that that refocused the scene. Yeah, because and of course, as you know, Kirk, just like us, we're all fans of the original films, yeah. as any normal person would be. <laughs> but um, so, of course, Jar Jar has been taken out substantially. Right. He's still there because you can't really cut him out. It's not like the Phantom Edit, which I haven't seen, which is like the most famous. Star yeah, Wars with fan that Jar Jar, right? Um, but, uh, he's still there, and, uh, that's one of the biggest things you would obviously want to mention first, because <laughs> he is horribly unfunny in the... No, absolutely, I mean, it's, there's, it's there's nothing distracting, he's... But the funny pointless. thing is, like, I understand what George Lucas was trying to do with Jar Jar. He was trying to make him, like, sort of like a bumbling idiot but he but he was also trying to be a little bit like thinking that he's street smart kind of something like a little bit of a mischief didn't get so much of that didn't but the thing is the reason why i know this is because there was uh, stephen colbert had a uh, little photoshopping like a after effects like sort of compositing uh contest like i don't know four or five years ago and uh george l was one of the finalists (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah, yeah, he said George. That, yeah. He came on the show, George Lucas, and and ILM sort of quickly put because uh, there was a green screen footage of yeah, 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 I of that, him yeah. doing lightsaber yeah, doing twirls this kind and whatever of extravagant, battle. and so he put him with Jar Jar, and they had some jokes and everything. And uh, the funny thing was that I actually got to know more about Jar Jar's character, oh, really, because he got Ahmed Best, who did the voice of Jar Jar, right, and, yeah. and that motion capture for him to be in there, and uh, Jar Jar sort of gave him like bunny ears and stuff like that when he, when when Colbert was talking, and for me, I and I was like, oh, is that what Jar Jar is supposed to be? And I know this is a parody, so I I can't uh, I yeah. can't speak for that, but I mean like. But if that was the case, then I I could easily see Jar Jar having to have worked. You got to like, but, you got a clue maybe of what Jar Jar was supposed to be like. Yeah, mm. but he doesn't, and he's annoying. He's terrible, yeah. and he's better off not being in the film. Yeah. But anyway, going back to that scene though. Yes. For example, back to that scene. That scene was so much better. Yeah. I mean, when you when you watch it, and it, I think he added some extra music to it too. I, I, I couldn't tell you to be like honest. Like where Anakin and uh, Padme and uh, Qui Gon and Shmi Skywalker, they were all talking about uh, what to do with the pod races. And yeah, the pod races. But it was so nice though because and they were Jedi, having a conversation and, us, and you like could that. concentrate on what the situation yeah, was. You yeah. go, okay, so this is the problem. This we have to do. We just kind of understand where Anakin's coming from. Yeah, what Qui Gon's saying, and uh, it was just really nice. For example, that was a really good example. I thought of the intent at least of the edits yeah it's very kind of good streamlining it refocusing it okay and there's a, there's a lot of scenes like but that there was a lot of other stuff like for example yeah. uh, in episode one let's start with that um episode one um there's a lot of, of unnecessary plot. dialogue that was just extracted so really? as we said that would that sort of steered the plot a lot more yeah there was a lot of um and also jargon and a lot of uh comedic things that weren't very comedic like yep because you know George Flat. Lucas, sometimes he's funny, sometimes he's not. And, yeah, uh, unfortunately. Guess, right? um, but for example, the uh, battle droids. Check it out, Corporal. Look up for you. Right here, right I think here. they were that. taken out. Oh, they were taken they out. They were kind I of mostly silent. One. Sometimes they started talking, but only at like certain points. Like for example, at the beginning when uh, the Nemoidians are, you know, they trap the Jedi in the. Um, one of their conference rooms, yeah. and then they put the gas in, and then yeah, yeah. the droids are about to blast them. 
And then Which in, funny in the original scene, they, they're talking to each other because droids have apparently ranks and they're talking. And they're no, like, it's weird though. Check why, it out, Why didn't they, for example, this is totally off topic, but it's on topic, <laughs> but it's off on a tangent. Well, really quick, you can talk to this if you want. Uh, why didn't they put poison in the drinks when they were doing the Jedi? <laughs> I never figured that out. That's and because, they're drinking it, so like, oh, you know what? Oh, I'll great. tell you why. Because no one, no one wanted to ask that question when George was writing the script. Because I, I guess that, that was one it. of the big things about the prequels is that George, um, from what I know about him, he is a very uh, stubborn individual, very and so very say, straightforward, he's a tenacious, very individual. tenacious. He's a uh, tenacious, tenacious. Yeah, and and it's definitely that the experience he had before with uh, the older Star Wars films and studios breathing down his neck to change stuff. Yeah, he wanted to be to do everything the way he wanted to. So he wanted to that is definitely a huge helm. aspect. Yeah, I think so. Into how the prequels weren't, uh, you know, weren't worked on with any more, you know, polish than could have. Well, you don't need polish. Not you really studios, need to rework it a yeah. little bit more yeah. than just polish. But yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, episode one. Yeah, I think there's a lot of rearranging that went on in episode one, especially how with he. The plot. Yeah, and he took out the whole scene at the yeah. guns, which definitely changed the plot a lot. Yeah, it's like we have to go to uh, like after he meets Jar Jar. And he they go, they go so they'll be wandering in, in the Naboo forest. They s- go straight to Panaka and yeah Amidala. to the queen yeah and rescue her from the um, <laughs> rescue. <laughs> sorry yeah and it's fine and they rescue her from the uh, the droids and the separatists and then whatever. they quickly try to get the queen out of here yeah. which I th- felt was great because it made a bigger urgency. Yeah, and it kept, it kept things to get going, and not like, and it's well, like let's, because let's, you know, casually Qui-Gon go down to what's yeah, that yeah. land called? Gunga to Otogunga. Yeah, and let's just have a chat and free Jar Jar while we're at it. Yeah, we need transport. However, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it is important, but yeah. at the same time, this way kind of just yeah, it's it going. It really got the thing going. It really felt like oh, they're gonna kill you, so you just better yeah. get out of here. And that's great. You know, I like that too. And I liked uh, what else was in episode one? episode one. I, I liked that. Um, there was definitely, like you said, the comedy bits were taken out. And some some lines that were just, like, cheesy and didn't work yeah. were taken out. Um, what else in episode one? Towards the end, I think it was largely the same, I believe. All right, let's go to episode two. So what about episode okay, anyway, two? Episode two. Episode two. So what he did was he took a lot of annoying Anakin bickering. That was, like, the that biggest was great. thing. So episode was one great. was Jar Jar, and this one was Anakin being an idiot. Yeah, and, and it changed He's Anakin's holding character. me back! That yeah. stuff is all gone. Yeah. Anakin is a nicer guy. He is, isn't that funny? Yeah, he's a you nicer just guy. Watch, you just take these scenes out, and you're like, "Hey," and he feels Anakin, more responsible. You're not that bad. And you know, and he left it in the lines. For example, when Anakin is, you know, talking about how, yeah, he understands that Obi Wan is just training him. Yeah, he understands. Like, isn't that, that cool? That he, you know, because he's gotta, in the original he says that, but then he's but then he starts go, saying, "He's only been back. I want to yeah. be back." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's cool. And, and then, then the love, uh, the love story, yeah, uh, that was also like uh, reduced. Not reduced, but like sort of uh, shifted purpose to instead of being like, oh, our love, can our love, I wish I could cannot wish be. away my feelings. That's all gone. Yeah, um, nicely. So instead it was just like they just fall in love pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Why not? That's and you don't, you don't need a ton of, you know, details. It's just, there we go. Yeah, we, we see that. Who cares? Just fall right? in love and there you go. That's uh, good. And then also, you have to remember though, in episode two, there was a pretty big change near the end where... Uh, when they get to Geonosis to save Obi Wan, oh yeah, Anakin, yeah, yeah, uh, the entire, the entire uh, what break in or whatever they wanted to do was replaced 
with a kind of diplomatic scene between. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Anakin, Dooku. yeah, when Anakin and Padme come to rescue Obi Wan yeah, and Geonosis. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of instead of the whole factory action scene, yeah. which is all taken out, there was a deleted scene from the. Instead DBs. of jumping with the big guns, yeah. they go and they, talk they to sort Dooku. of just get there to ask diplomatically to Count Dooku. Who um, quickly says, "Go off, you're executed." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and, and he took away the Darth Tyrannus thing. There was no Darth Tyrannus because uh, that kind of it's true. Darth Tyrannus. Okay, Darth Tyrannus is uh, Count Dooku. Oh yeah, that's his, his other name. His, oh no, he's, sorry, yeah, his other name. That's right. Um, and apparently that wasn't necessarily, and it's true, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't even notice. That it was exactly. Missing, so I think that and tells you something. another thing that was taken out was, of course, again the goofy things. Like I hated when he does that. That was taken out. Right. Yeah. Um, Most of the goofy things I think were taken out. Some, some were left in though. Um, oh yeah, what well, I liked as well. Oh, 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 the mystery, right? You're talking about the mystery. The okay, so the mystery for four year olds <laughs> in episode two, where Obi Wan's trying the dots. to, yeah, where Obi Wan after he gets the dart from uh, an assassinated Zam Wessel, when we sell Wessel, whatever, no idea, changeling, um, he goes and tries to find the planet of Camino because that's the thing that the people are, you know, that's that's where um, what's his name, Django. That's where Django Fett, the bounty hunter who was hired to kill Padme. Uh, apparently has his hidden basin and uh in the movie the original one uh there's this whole like maybe 20 minutes of just him trying to look for slowly yeah slowly looking going for through. camino and he goes to the library no not he goes yeah he goes to the library, library. it doesn't, doesn't exist and he goes exist. to and then he goes dexter to jetster whatever yeah. his name is who yeah. isn't in the, his in old the buddy he's got yeah. he's got to ask him buddy. questions doesn't know anything. Well, he does. He does cloner, right? He does. I think that's when he. Oh, you're right. That's the lead, right? Then he takes that, and then he and finally then he goes to Geonosis. Yeah. He finally Camino. goes to Yoda. And, yeah, and then Yoda. Yeah, and and I think he... Yoda was first. Oh, doesn't matter. The the, the order's and all. He's wrong. like he's like truly wonderful. I can't do it. No, because someone erased it from the archive memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly you... wonderful. The mind of a. I can't. do And then Obi Wan's like, ah, mind of a child is. Then he goes finally to Camino <clears> and realizes. Well, there's the planet. Yeah, and so well, guess what happens in this one? It, it took us so long to talk about how this uh, mystery progresses. Yeah. And in this one, it's just Sam Weasel says, Camino, system. And she dies. Yeah, but then he goes to the library and she's like, And then she goes to the library and she doesn't I'll exist. go anyway. I'll go anyway. Because he has the coordinates. He's there. Done. He's there. Perfect. I love that. That was cool because it nicely just made sense. It was logical. Yeah, it's like, why am I going to to Yoda? It makes everyone look like he's just to, he's not like he on, doesn't care. Cool. It's he like should, he does, he It's just like smart. episode one where no one cares. Like just they're just casually getting the plot oh, along. Yeah. yeah. So episode two is the same. And thing. I also liked in episode two how um, Anakin. No, no, no. Anakin killing the Tuscans was kind of cut out. Hit well, him. okay. I don't know. I think we differ in this. Case really, you like that? I mean, I think that. To show that Anakin has a dark side, he can he can go nuts. Yeah, that's true. When that's that happens, because that was taken out uh, in in the in the fan edit. Well, he kills like two, and then it cuts. Huh? Yeah, he, he kills, kills two, two, and then, it's so like, it's, it's, it's assumed really, that he sort of escapes and runs away. Yeah, right? or he killed more, but we don't you don't really know. But that's not emphasized. But okay, I, mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but maybe, I felt maybe like, it is better. And I know that the footage isn't much to work with when it comes to trying to get Anakin to not look like such a massive douche. That's the thing. I guess, but I guess in, 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 in like this animals. one, but I would say this though. I would say in this one, he doesn't start turning to the dark side that much in episode two. Maybe a couple hints here and there, but I think that we can assume, for example, he starts turning the dark side between two and three, and then finally at three he starts turning the dark side. I guess that was the point. That, yeah, that's what I would say. That's why. It's, All right, I guess you know, that works. That's why it kind of for and me. So it in episode more. three, what was the biggest thing? 
Episode three, the biggest thing was man, my Yoda voice. I thought I was going to impress everybody with my Yoda voice, and then he just gave up. I can't do it. I don't know. I just have to listen to him because Frank Oz has different ways of saying doing the Yoda voice. Really? This, is, this is the wrong way. Okay, the wrong way is that everybody else does it. Hard to see the dark side is yeah, like that. You know. Yeah. Ready? Are you? That's not the. That's not really the right one. But that is part of the voice. I mean, that's what he does. It is, it but no, like when he's like, he's like, "Are we you put your weapon?" I mean, you know how I'm... <laughs> that kind of thing is a little bit better than... A viper to weapon! You Come on, try, like try the real one. And then the old somber Yoda is like, um... Begun. The Clone War has. Begun. The Clone War has. There you go. Some of that. There. That's, 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 the, that's the somber Yoda from the prequels and also from Empire Strikes Back, the real movie. <laughs> yes. And he's, he's, just, he's just like, you know, like, I'm not afraid. Yeah, oh. Robbie. You. <laughs> That's the one be. from the old take. That's from the, you the, will be. You will be. Frank Cut. But it's actually. You will be. There you go. It's great. Dramatic. Yeah. Okay, episode three. Uh, I think the biggest changes were. For me, it to the was. The Camino system. No, I was, I'm sorry. I'm doing the episode. Okay, let's think what the, big, what the biggest change was in episode three. Deleted scenes. Again. There are more deleted scenes. Yes, I like this. Uh, this is. I don't have no idea why George Lucas cut these out. I know because um, you made the old the original film convoluted in the situation. You didn't really understand fully what was going on behind yeah. the political side of yeah. things. Padme was largely just not involved. I don't even know yeah, why. Yeah. And in the second and first film, she's everywhere. Yeah, and, she's and suddenly now it's just like stuff. oh sideline. Yeah. Oh whatever, Anakin. Yeah. And uh, so in this one, um, it's more about the the uh, how would you say it conspiracy. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, conspiracy yeah, history. Yeah. It's sort of like these this this bubbling internal corruption that's that's surfacing, yeah, and that's what you can actually power. sense in this version because it's more streamlined, just like the last ones. And you like get a you get a glimpse at how the rebellion is going to be. Yeah, and then how the rebellion formed. Now that's so funny because like that those scenes that with the rebellion and young Mon Mothma um, were in were filmed, but they never put it in. The I don't know movie. why. I have no clue. It, like. It, Worked Take so out well, the thought. you're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's only because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you? <laughs> That's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> Poetry. It's probably true. <laughs> that was taken out, by the way. I know, I noticed. So it was just it was just about like the bad stuff happening. And that was good. It was yep. like a rising. But you know, I have thing. to say that in general in the in the prequels, Anakin's turn of the dark side. Was pretty. Yeah. Was pretty. Um. Terrible. Sudden. Yeah. I mean, talk about like all this time he's even saying sorry to Obi Wan yeah, in the middle yeah. of the film. It's like, oh wow, you know, Anakin. And see, that's good. so funny because that. And was... then suddenly it's just this big excuse. Just help me save Padme, which was taken out in this one. Yeah, but, but I'm saying the original was help me save Padme. Oh, 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 and his. I'll just betray everyone. Yeah, and did you notice that Anakin's uh, foresight was taken out too? Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. But Good. No, I realized that. Yeah, and so that that that's the problem. See, with the prequels, there's only so much you can do. I think. And that brings us to just talking about the fan edits in general, like Kirk's. Uh, yeah. Well, but anyway, what I are think, they called? I, I liked it. It was really intriguing to watch, though, the edits, and I think it was, yeah. it was cool because it's just, it was it's well a different. Like, you could see a different yeah. approach to the movies that you've seen so many times. Yeah. And now you're going, oh, hey, wow! <laughs> like this is a you know you get so to see times. how it you know could have been better. In the yeah. Movies. Yeah. Anyway, but what do you want to say? The thing is. 
there's only so much you can do that's the thing, when yeah. you're editing. And, Especially, you, you know, know props to Kirk for actually, you know, thinking about all this stuff and yeah. to making it. You know, guys, why don't you just go and get the movies? I'm serious. Like, yeah, no, seriously, people are listening no, to you, us you talk about probably, something they haven't you seen. probably, if you game this far, there's no point in telling you. <laughs> we should have said this before. Well, we can, we can, we can. We'll edit it. Yeah. There's only so much you can do with it. And props to Kirk for thinking about all this and, you know, making meticulous decision, <laughs> decisions, you know, to preserve... Uh, like the integrity of whatever there is in the prequel films and actually I would actually recommend this if you're going to do marathons Star Wars marathons yes absolutely watch these this, these will be so much easier and they're shorter and gets you to the good stuff far, uh, faster exactly and it's different you know why not yeah why, and maybe you know I mean like if you don't like the prequels if you just think they're just like ah, I hate them so much you know like then you don't have to watch you them. Just skip the prequels just, yeah forget yeah. it <laughs> you don't have to the, watch all six movies you know, the original films them. are of course the the superior by miles and miles by parsecs oh um, yeah yeah anyway I wanted to say that uh, the problem so with do, yeah right? the problem with taking out things is that it does feel like, and this is not Kirk's fault, he can't do anything about it unless he would actually get the same actors and get sets, and that that just doesn't work. And even if it did, even if you were George Lucas and tried reshooting it, it would still look different. It's just pomp and circumstance here. You're taking out scenes, and when you take them out, the problem is you can't fill it in with anything else. Though, so, the deleted scenes, though... They helped a little they bit. They helped, yeah. But there's a big example I'm going to use right now, and that is uh, when Go Anakin... Oh, yeah, and also Jar Jar, right? He was like, he kind of felt like he wasn't there. That's one of the reasons. Those are the that, things. That's the thing. It's nothing to do with the, with the editing or anything like yeah. that. It just has to do with, like you said, that there's really a limited amount of resources you yeah. have to work yeah. with. Oh, yeah, Qui-Gon's voice from the video game. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was pretty good. I was, that was surprising. I, I didn't know where that was yeah. from at all. Would you want to say something about Jar Yeah, Qui-Gon's, no? a, Qui-Gon's voice at the end of episode three when he was contacting Yoda, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And I was supposed to be the voice of the droid, but I didn't make the cut because I'm not good. You were supposed to do it for, for this. You're supposed to be the voice. Yeah, I was supposed to be the droid. Well, that's what you're saying. I thought you, I thought the it was nurse droid. Else. And I just didn't do a good job. <laughs> what were you saying? Bad. Because like, I was. She died of a broken heart. Yeah, I was that, just, that I was just horrible. I was bad. So I didn't. Just didn't make it. Just didn't make it. But the, oh, did you notice that that uh, Padme survived in this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. That's pretty cool. Okay, just to the point. I want to just say this. Um... Yeah, Jar Jar felt like he was just tacked on. That's but that's just just the thing. Like it just feels like he's wise. Like you you always have to you always question. Forget about him most of the time. But and then when he comes back, oh, he's like, you're like, what's he, what's he doing? What's he doing in Tatooine now? Why, should they just send him there? off or something? Yeah, shouldn't but you just go back to Naboo? Again, yeah, you can't. He's there, you know. It just that's just how the it's, it's not Kirk's fault. It's, but it is more pleasant when he's not around like, yapping about I don't yeah, know. yeah 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 he's 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 nicer and also anakin at the end of episode one he like it was take it like so in this version in what was it cloak of deception yeah qui-gon doesn't tell him to stay in the cockpit when they were about That's to right, go yeah. into the thing oh i wanted to say yeah count dooku oh, i'm just so just, scattered today dude, come on just to finish the cloak all, of right, deception. all right all right um and he, uh, he tells him to stay in the cockpit in the original one so anakin has a reason to sit down on in the the, yeah, at the end of the, the end, end the, battle, the boo fighter. But in this one, he's sort of in the rage of war. He's sort of like when there was this battle that that happened. He sort of runs off into the cockpit to sort of defend himself, like to just you know shield himself, like hide from yeah. the from the uh, from the attackers. Anakin's dialogue was mostly taken out in, when he was on in the Naboo fighter. You mean, it's kind instead of, like of saying, narration yeah, instead of saying this is pod racing, and you know, Qui Gon told me this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he does. He just he's silent most of the time. So it makes me wonder how why he just decided to randomly get this Naboo fighter and just go up because he's into committed. The... He's a committed boy, <laughs> and he goes up into. I don't. Did he say it's on automatic pilot? That he. Said I don't that? remember actually. Because maybe because it kind of it kind of feels like he, why is he doing this? Like I don't understand. Like it, the, 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 yeah, I know. I understand. It's stuff like yeah. that that you can't help when you're editing. That's a thing, yeah. But again, it brings the annoyance level down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it at the does. same time, because Anakin's like saying stuff so many times. Yeah, and in episode two, oh, you want to say something about Dooku or Grievous? I think. What about Grievous? You said something about like Dooku. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to say that it was really cool when they actually like there was more action in. They were they cut out he cut out a little bit more of the dialogue during the the climax in episode one, and so there was like a bunch of shooting and and shooting and uh, shooting. And, and blasting and then, wait, 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 and then wait, wait, it cuts wait. and then once you think it's gonna cut to something peaceful it's just dun dun oh yeah open. that was cool yeah I like that that was an excellent cut that was so cool because it built it up a bit yeah it yeah was like, it can't be worse right like you said yeah and then, and then dun dun yeah. Darth Maul's here oh no and then in the second film no in the third film the same thing sort of happened where it's like he's fighting Dooku he and Obi-Wan right and then at the end it's just it's just Anakin at the beginning of episode 3 and then he just he just keeps swinging yes and yeah. he just cuts his head off immediately. And it was like in the moment and that of was rage, a shock. you know what I mean? And that was that was. And then you're good. like, whoa, Anakin is, you yeah. know, something's wrong here. That was good. I like that. So anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. it was I think cool. so too. I think it was very nice of Kirk to tell us about it. And uh, we talked quite a bit about it too. We did. I didn't know it was going to be And now I think you long. should watch it. You guys should just go, go watch it. it. Go pop it in your DVD. Oh, wait, no. And since this is Star Wars, we're going to talk about other Star Wars things. Let's do it. So tell us, what are your thoughts? What do, what do you want to talk so about? So we have you to talk, talk about, about episode seven because I was figuring March would also be a time where people keep well, talking about of, rumors. There's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of hype going on. Chipper chipper. Yeah, phrase, but, you know, now, I don't want a podcast. I guess we can call it a podcast now. It's fine. You can call it not. Whatever. Podcast. Why not? Go ahead. Um, the thing I don't want it to be is we don't want to become these people who talk about movie rumors, and I don't want to do that. Or at least in like specifics, like oh, did you hear that? Like you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is like he's he might be cast to be this guy. It's like, <gasps> like can you imagine yeah. if he was like and for Thrawn, me? For, yeah, like, what, I was going to talk about that. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I totally <laughs> threw in your. But, uh, you from, can, you can, but in a different you know. context. But I'm just saying, like for me, there is no like, what is the point at the in the end at the end That's of the, the day? Thing, really, yeah. You say this, and I'm going to say what? I can either say. <gasps> or uh, you know yeah. what what does it matter it doesn't matter because I mean, in the end the movie's going to be made whether or not I like or do not like but, it you know I mean like you get like it is kind of fun like sometimes to talk about you know what could what it could be yeah, like well, or not what the alternatives really. are I yeah, don't, I don't saying, find yeah. it to be I, I mean, only like what if scenarios like I could talk I could suggest what if scenarios because it goes, it goes forever those what if scenarios yeah but for me into- it's always suggesting uh, a plot or a uh, overarching story or an overarching a theme yeah I, I totally agree and I and I think that would be a good direction for like a future movie that's coming out to go well, or maybe usually maybe, or maybe for example the setting or the mood or maybe the visuals of the film or maybe the stylistic yes. choices or something that's that something of, I'm more interested in talking about film, but in yeah. the end that too is also kind of redundant and uh Irrelevant because they are making the movie. Because we could we could sit here all day talking about like what if they take the designs from the original films yeah. and implement them. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, you know what I mean. Sustainable. Maybe yes, well maybe just, no. We could just make our own movie at that time. So what do we want to talk about then? Episode seven. Well, I just wanted to uh, focus more on people's perceptions ah, yes. on and uh, their uh, not ambitions. I wanted to say and their. Um, 
Oh, reactions mostly yeah, in general to, to like what people are kind of and saying I'm, and about it. And this is limited to Star Wars, but because Star Wars is one of the biggest things and people are already hyping it up a lot because, yeah, because it's so huge now. It's, and it was kind of unexpected because you all we all thought that George Lucas wait, would. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Episode Seven, like the yeah, whole Disney thing. Yeah, because yeah. we all thought that George Lucas would just keep his uh, franchise. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And uh, he didn't. Back in October 2012, it was announced that Disney bought it. And I guess, and they sold it for like six billion, something like that. And the nice. nicest thing George Lucas ever did was like he actually took most of that money and uh, donated it to that's different true. Yeah, yeah. Um, charities, charities, which is you know cool, commendable. It's very nice. It's nice hearing stuff like that. I know, right? right? It's cool. Yeah, and, yeah. So before we start, once and for all, I must say this. So Jacob, have you seen? Uh, have you seen, uh, you know, Captain America trailer? The new one? Actually, I have, yeah. yeah. Right. Have you seen uh, Thor The Dark World? Watched it twice, right? Yep, yep that's right. Yeah. We did. Have you seen The Avengers? Watched that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know they were owned by Marvel Studios? I did, actually. Did you know yes. that Marvel Studios is, you know, was bought by Disney in 2009? I am aware, actually. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. Okay. Did you see the logo? Did you remember the Walt Disney logo at the beginning of every film? You know what? I did da, not da, da, see da, da, any Disney da, logo. Da, da, da. What do you mean? <laughs> no Disney logo? But nope, it's owned it, by it Disney, was, it was just Jacob. The logo. But it's owned by Disney. Did you know that Lucasfilm was bought by Disney in 2012? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> did you know that Lucasfilm is just like uh, Marvel? Yeah. Uh, it's a separate studio? Yeah. Yeah. That would be really weird watching the movie and like you're seeing the, the stars Disney logo. Seeing the Disney yeah. logo. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, seeing the Disney logo at the beginning, seeing the Disney logo on the posters, seeing it saying Walt Disney Pictures presents Star Wars. No! There won't be any Disney logo. I'm not even 98% sure that there won't be any Disney logo. Let's just put it that way. What if It'll you're just wrong? Be Philip, what if you're wrong? Then, um, well, shave my legs and call me. And call no, me grandma. I, I, I don't think there'll be a Disney logo, though. No, Jacob. Because I'm so sick of people putting that on posters, on fan posters. Own... I'm sick of them putting it on their little fan trailers. It's not gonna happen. I'm sick of that because Disney has its own branch of feature films that they put in. There's John Carter. There's Pirates of the Caribbean. There's um, there's a Lone Ranger. Yeah. All these films are Walt Disney Pictures that were that they're by the same production house and distribution studio. What they do with other films like Marvel is they don't put their stupid Disney logo on it because Disney is a unique kind of company that keeps their properties unrelated to the Disney brand because at least they have the decency to try to create a string of franchises that don't have to interconnect. Sometimes yeah. they will, but usually they try to keep their production companies but that they it own. Makes By the way, guess what, Jacob? Did you know that Disney sense. owned Miramax? Guess what Miramax distributed? Kill Bill. Yeah, it's true. See, there you go. There's another one. To guess what else they distributed? Pulp Fiction. Disney logo Dis- at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Disney logo at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, let's continue. The thing, so what my topic here is that I want to talk more about like how people react, like we, like you said, people, how they react to uh, these um, announcements. Or at least our reactions to the general reaction yeah. to episode seven. Yeah, yeah. On the side also me having my thoughts on yeah. the films. But I don't want us to talk about upcoming movies later on in in as much detail as other like film film podcast where they just talk about news all the time Rumors like you know like screen rant where they just keep talking about stuff yapping and yapping like 
Look at that. Yeah, my, my, my hey, Leonardo. Look, look, Leonardo from the new Teenage no. Mutant Ninja Turtles has been revealed. Oh, and then my, my favorite and is then this. What are you going to say about it? My favorite it? is, oh, you know, like, new screenwriter hired. Mm-hmm. That's today, right? Tomorrow, same screenwriter. Looks like he got fired. <laughs> and then the next day, rehired again. <gasps> what does this mean for this franchise? And it's like, oh. Yeah, how about you and, just and let them just do that themselves? All the time. Yeah, exactly. like that. So that's the thing. I was looking at a bunch of, you know, rumors for episodes. Not really. I wasn't actually hunting for it. Usually the news comes to me because I have friends and they tell me. Yeah. And then I was looking at another, like another podcast uh, and it was primarily Star Wars centered and, you know, it's a fan podcast. So it's what you expect uh, fans talking about, you know, like, oh, this is this. Oh, I can't wait for this. Oh, I can't wait. Is this good? You think? I don't know. And the thing is that they really don't talk about this in the perspective of being a filmmaker. They just talk about it in the perspective of being a fan, which is great. I mean, it's fine. I mean, everything is fine. It's just that I get a little annoyed by it because it's a bit different. One of the first things is that they said that Star Wars Episode Seven. I wrote a little article about this a long Did time really? ago when J.J. Abrams was hired to direct it. And I said, uh, it's not a great idea, in my opinion, because I feel like... Oh, yeah, I remember that. I feel like the J.J. Abrams... He did Star Trek, which is another very fundamental American uh, science fiction uh, series and franchise. And um, to have him direct... Because he did the remakes, obviously. The, yeah. The, the new ones. Which they cleverly... Actually, I'll have to give them props for this. They cleverly made it in the same canon, like the same continuity as the old films because it was like a warp where they go through but a black kinda, hole and back in time. It. But there's one thing that changed, which is that Kirk never had a dad because Thor died in the spaceship. And I feel like it's just too much power for one man when they when you know disney now kathleen kennedy who's now the the, the ceo of uh, lucasfilm because george lucas happily retired pretty much more or less yeah and they decided to hire jj abrams because of his success with star trek right jabrams jabrams I complained a little bit because I felt like that was just a little too much responsibility like it's not responsibility as much as it's just like just feels like it's a little too uh, M- it's monopolistic. A of, it's a lot of big projects under one. It's like too umbrella. monopolistic. Yeah. I think I don't even think that's a word. It's not, but you know, it sounds fine. But to it's me. monopoly, and that's what I'm, you know, riffing it off of. Like, you know. yeah, it's good. It's fun. And I feel like directors and creative people have their limits when it comes to giving their all to different kinds of films. There are some that are a little bit better than others, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just going to say that in general, uh, there's a there's a style of directing that you can sense and it feels like they will just repeat themselves because it's just the circumstance that they're in that will have them thinking about the same things. Uh, or, it's a, or, or at least it's something that they, it's like kind of natural to them. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of innately their, their style. It's something that they go to. It's something that they... Um, yeah. And so with that said, I'm... That's why I feel like J.J. Uh, Abrams won't be able to do anything. And I'm not critiquing. Yeah, him. yeah, definitely. He's, he sounds like a cool guy, and I would love to have him on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, Next week. No, I'd like to talk, I would like to talk to him. He seems like a fun guy yeah. to hang out with. I mean, I, I, I don't, I've I don't know much about him, but... Yeah. You're talking about how uh, there's, only, there's only kind of... Um, yeah. There is a bit of a limit. Yeah, and, to... I, feel like, and I feel like because J.J. Abrams was a fan of Star Wars when he was filming Star Trek... Uh, you could really see a lot of Star Wars influenced uh, elements in Star Trek with the directing and the and the 
and the vibe of the movie and the adventure kind of aspect it has instead of being about science fiction it's about yeah. adventure and just like what does this do we're not explaining it and for me when i watched the first film i felt like uh that's this is i wasn't very entertained in the regard because it felt like i don't what star trek was about yeah star trek was about exploring new worlds and the political strifes yeah looking at different alien races and figuring out a bunch of different problems with action in it but socio um Sociopolitical problems yeah. and things like that, and the movies changed it too. Well, the, know, yeah, the movie. I think. I think most Star Wars. I'm guessing a lot of Star Trek. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of to say it's, it's very Star Warsy. It it's is like, what's the plot? Oh, this guy's doing that. I think. Oh, it, we I think stop anyone, him. anyone who's seen Star Trek or Star Wars could could notice that it's definitely more leaning towards yeah. Star Wars esque movie in terms of tone and uh, execution, which is why I feel like all those elements that he pushed to making Star Trek. Now that he's being brought in to do Star Wars and directing it, of course, uh, it feels even he said he didn't really want to. He didn't feel like it was a good idea because he felt like he was doing Star Trek again, kind of. Really, I didn't know. That. He didn't say that, but I mean, I'm just saying that uh, he he didn't want to at the beginning, but then he's like, uh, okay. Uh, I feel like he'll just kind of repeat himself with Star Trek, and now we have Star Wars, unless he really thinks out of the box, out of the mystery box. I think that's probably the best option. I mean, really, and with, with these movies. if he does, excellent. I'll be happy, and I'll give him a salute if I meet him, and I'll be like, "Good job, well done." Yeah, right on. Okay, I want to say if I can just kind of leeway into right. uh, kind of what I think, at least with this whole Star Wars episode seven thing, is is that it kind of is going to go either two directions for me. It's either going to follow in the footsteps of the old movies, and they're going to definitely try to uh, capture the spirit of the old movies from design to direction to cinematography to acting to plot and they're going to do that kind of faithfully you know and try to recreate not necessarily recreate but kind of extend the original films you know that's going to happen which with all those aesthetics you just described and, and very much very specific to the old films yes. I'm, not, I'm not talking about just generally like oh we'll just have the same you know ship design no no, yeah. no I'm talking about everything yep or they're going to do a very much modernization of Star Wars, just like the prequels, just in a different way. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, you know, and it's kind of, or it's going to be a blend of either, which is probably going to be the case. It's going to be a blend of kind of that the old sounds new. like it is. Hey, Jacob, However, but Jacob, everybody is so excited. You know why? Because they're filming in film. film. <gasps> it's going to change everything. Because once they film with film cinematography, it's all going to come together. Everything. Yep. Just like Indiana Jones lighting. Eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand eight. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana Jones four. Yeah. And that's a great example. Indiana Jones four because that movie was supposed to be an extension of the Indiana Jones and series. Janus and Kaminsky, what happened was, was that it completely it didn't follow any of the old aesthetics or any of the old. But the funny thing is that Janus uh, characters, Kaminsky, the um, cinematographer, Spielberg's cinematographer, he said he was looking at all the blueprints and know, all yeah, the setups for the old films and trying to match that but kind of lighting. how come it didn't end up? You because it feels like Giannis is trying to do his own thing still. Which is like, fine. Let me expand upon the, the lighting that uh, Dougie did in the old ones. But see, that's the thing. Expand upon It's different, though. But he's just trying to do his own flavor, and I think that... That's okay. That's fine. I think that but artists... It's not the, it's not the I same. I know, but I feel like that artists kind of feel like they have to do something like that to just integrally. Yeah, just I mean... To, which is fine, I but... I think against that. Here's my thing. If I was making a film... I wouldn't. I would care. I wouldn't care about my mark. I wouldn't care about that. I would just say, let's try to make 
the Indiana Jones movie. Well, especially if you're saying we're that's that's where our approach is going to be right. in this movie. If, then you, you know, I think you better they, follow they, through they with that. Still kind of, but then then if you're going to keep if you're going to change, and that, sometimes you can't help that because he just feels like oh it feels right, which is fine. And I yeah, exactly. That. But I mean, but it's still not going to be the one that you're saying it's going to be. It's going to be something different. That's why for me, Indiana Jones Four wasn't very good. And guess what? It was filmed in film. Ooh, that changed everything for me. Changed everything. Personally, I mean, like when I look at that movie, it's like that's the thing. The film argument, I think that we've gotten to no, a point because now. guess what? They filmed all these new movies in different combinations. Oh, no, there's a, there's a great thing. I remember I saw a clip on YouTube. Actually, um, it was kind of a, a bit of an experiment where uh, a couple of people filmed uh, some some test shots uh, with uh, digital SLRs and uh, with actual film cameras. Yep. And they put digital grain over yeah. the digital film, mm-hmm. over the digital footage. And it's true. You really can't tell. I think we've gotten to no, a point you where can't tell. That is digital the main has gotten so issue. good that um, it really doesn't make that... I understand, for example, I would say that film does have a certain quality to it. It does, but that also depends on... It, you're it's, probably it's thinking subtle. of projecting as well. I'm thinking projecting as well, but I'm saying it's a subtle thing. And it's um, it's kind of a similar thing to kind of, you know... Uh, Recording analog music, yes. recording digital, I think a similar vibe here. Mm-hmm. But I think in film and in, in digital film is it's it's a, it's a closer, it's a it's, closer it's so time close because, because in, look, in people music don't understand that when you film in film, it's going to be a clear, crystal clear image but, 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 once you get it off the the, the development. Yeah, so, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying uh, that film is still has an organic quality to it. However, like I said, it's a subtler difference than, for example, with music when you're recording. But it's so music. subtle that no one That's the thing. with your eye you won't even be able to sense it. Especially people, once you scan the fresh film onto the computer, which is what everybody does for every film yeah. that's been filmed. Well, since that they've been scanning films to reprinting it. Yeah, to exactly. Film. Yeah, and I think that most people, and I think probably if not all people won't notice the difference. Which is why the whole thing about filming in film is so... It's nonsense. Yeah, especially especially this. Especially when you have a film that's lit badly. Yeah. That is, you know, uh, just... It, not, none of the elements are working together in a shot in film. It's still going to look like crap. The movie's going to look terrible. Yes. Right? Now, juxtapose that, Lenses, for example, a film that looks amazingly lighting, lit. Exposure and shot levels. with digital. It's going to look great. Yes. It's going to look just as good as film. All that stuff goes into play when it comes to trying to get those looks. Exactly. And, yeah. and like you said, you just have to put a digital uh, actual film filter yeah, you can do that as well, yeah. over it, and it, it's so hard to see a difference. But I understand at the same time, though, that it but can I'm, be a yes. bit cheaty, and it's not really know, in the culture of film, and that's, that's cool. But I'm, I mean, that's I'm, on, I'm on that camp. I know you're on the camp, but I, I have to say that to me, it's starting to just, it seems like it's a very close call, and I think the digital is just going to improve, and it's going to get better. That's the thing. And, and, and there's so many benefits, I think, with, with So anyway. But anyway, what I wanted to say was that uh, with the film thing with Star Wars episode, yeah. right? That it all just boils down to the elements of the movie. And the same thing goes and goes to just say... Just because the Millennium Falcon's back, it doesn't mean it's going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> also, the same thing is that they're saying they're, they're setting up miniatures now, real models. Exactly. Hey, Jacob, same have thing. you seen the Star Wars prequels? We watched them this weekend. Uh, yes, I have, absolutely. You Please. know what? They used models in that one, too. Yeah, but yeah, miniatures, yeah, I know, I know, actual exactly, physical yeah. miniatures in every one of the films. Is anyone talking about those? No, nope. it's all green screen and it's, <laughs> it's all, it's all CGI and digital camera. And it's like, look everything. at Camino. Most of those were miniatures. Look at uh, Coruscant. Most of the most of the buildings that were shot in close up were done yeah, miniature. Exactly. Look at uh, the inside of Camino. Like I said, like you know, the whole uh, the place where. Um, uh, Obi-Wan was talking to the Prime Minister. Look at our clones. Remember? He's looking out the windows. Yeah. That was a miniature. 
Look at uh, the Padres uh, hull. The, um, the oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That was a small miniature. There's so many models. No one's even talking about with nope. the prequels. And and also the the Trade Federation battleship yes. was a miniature. Yeah. But, no yeah, one's again, talking about it. But I, here, I, here. Oh, episode seven, they're doing miniatures. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that when you're coming at it from... It's going to be old-fashioned movie making. I guess not. And it's like, no, it's not. They're going to film it in film. They're going to composite it digitally. They're not going to use the old and system. But, and really, what does it matter? I mean, what matters is the end it doesn't, product. Exactly. The end product matters. The visuals. How is it done? It doesn't really matter as long as it looks good. You can make a computer-generated... Model. And look at the it car. Look like at the a, car in Jurassic Park. The car that the T Rex stamps yeah, on. Yeah, that was computer generated. For like Fifteen years, I didn't know that was uh, CG. Exactly, because it was, it was well done. It's like it doesn't have to be a miniature. It doesn't matter what it is. So the, it's the same as film shooting in film. It doesn't yeah, matter. It absolutely. depends on how you utilize it and how you're going to use its look you, yeah. to its advantage. Right, yeah, and, and of course, other other techniques have their advantages and disadvantages. You just have to know how to blend. But all see, those. like, what does this matter if? So, J.J. Abrams, the way he shoots films, and the way I know he shoots films, okay, his techniques and his styles, and the way he does these things, the visual language, mm-hmm. it's very kinetic, it's very fast. And he, as we all know, he, in Star Trek, which I, which bothers me to no end, is that you can see him in the background just furiously tapping the uh, the cameraman in the back to get to generate the shake effect because he's amping it all up to 11 to be extreme. And then his his angles are always going all over the place. And I'm not even going to talk about the lens flares because that's what everybody else is talking about. But that's how, sort of his visual style. Okay? Yeah. It's taken from modern filmmaking right now. You know, that's sort of the trend to d- these days. It's, it has to be shaky. And the thing about him is... Most of his movies have been zoom lenses and uh, and close-ups of noses and eyes <laughs> and shakes and then lens flares in the background. And it's hard. It's like something you can't, like, I'm not even going to talk about the framing thing because yeah. I feel like he's watching it on a small monitor and saying this is going to be extreme. And it is. That's the whole point, right? It's supposed to look yeah, I mean, extreme and everything. The... But when you're watching it in a big screen like IMAX, I feel sorry for everybody who watched Star Trek, the first one on IMAX. That's, that must have been quite that's, that's awful painful. Because it's, 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 a, it's a thumbprint movie put on a big screen because it feels like you could watch like a 500 by 500 pixel uh, movie and you'll be able to see everybody's face because that's how close it mostly yeah. is. However... I veto everything because I watched uh, Into Darkness and the framing was a lot more uh, conservative. Yeah, it was nicer. And it was a lot wider. nicer to look at. And there were more wide-angle lenses. And, and gave the film room to breathe. Yes. The picture. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe he's going to do that with That's Star possible, Wars. Yeah. And if he does, again, I'm going to salute him Just if I meet him once. Yeah. Because that's how you do it. And, that's, that's, and I'm glad that he's finally realizing this. But then again... I agree. There's other people who are involved who do the same thing, you know, like the cinematographer. There's so much teal and orange going on. Yeah, I mean, on. I think I think that I think the that's what I don't are, understand are about Star Wars. When people so are going to start getting things. excited about Star Wars Episode Seven, is it going to be the original style of lighting? That's what I was talking about. Yeah, earlier. Um, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Is it going to look? Are the edits going to be a little bit more, you know, steadily paced? I like think the they'll, they'll have films. to take all these things in consideration. You have to and. And if you don't, then it's then it's again. It's gonna like I said. It's gonna turn into some variation of the prequels. And the wonderful thing about Empire Strikes Back was it was so well framed. That's like the best framing in all three Star Wars films because it was all like two shots and wide shots and usually sometimes it's like a whole just a master shot, like a, just a whole uh, extrapolation of like the one scene and it yeah. was just like. And then when close-ups were close-up, they were up to like the the neck and that and that's how close people got like with the with the shots and and then the directing was 
so much more organic. It's so weird watching that, and then before watching, like you're watching episode, <laughs> you're watching the original Star Wars, yeah. and they're like, you know, it's fine by itself, right? But the the lighting is harsh and direct. And wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about episode. Four. No, 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 I'm talking yeah, the original Star okay, Wars yeah, yeah. four. It's harsh and direct, and then. And and people are acting right. It's like, can someone get this walking carpet well, out of the way? They're, they're, they're all actually their characters right, talking right, to right, each right. other. But in episode five, it's like so much better because they feel like real people. Then I remember like Han Solo talking to Princess Leia when he's when she's like, "We need you," you know, like that's yeah. not it. And it's like just a wide shot, and it's like yeah, nicely yeah, yeah, yeah. lit. And then someone goes, "I love that." Someone just walks uh, in between them, and he has to move. He's like, "Ah." It's like, the, that stuff from Empire Strikes Back is really well done. And I don't know, like J.J. Abrams, you know, like those things you have to look at and research and yeah. just immerse yourself into that kind of way of storytelling. But it feels like J.J. Abrams is just going to start, just like Janusz Kaminski did with uh, Indiana Jones. It's like, well, just do my own thing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like this is what every movie uh, that's coming out is doing. And it feels like... When I'm watching a movie, like if when Star Wars Episode Seven comes out, and if it doesn't have the same lighting, if it doesn't have this, if it has all the modern stuff, you know that I'm so accustomed to with yeah. the teal and the orange and the close-ups and the shaky cam and the slow motion, I'm not excited at all. I don't care. Oh look, it's a Mark Hamill. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Well, look, it's back. no. I know, I know, I know. Oh look, miniature. It looks CG to me. <laughs> you see yeah, what I mean? that's, that's the thing, really. And then other people uh, talk about like movie making and collaborations. Like he said, they're they're saying, "Oh, this time it's not just George Lucas, so that's going to be you know it's going to be better." It's people collaborating, like you know, it's going to be it's going to be like like and because Lawrence Kasdan is 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 co-writing the script. Who, who wrote Empire Strikes Back? Co-wrote Empire Strikes Back. It, it's it's going to be like Irvin Kershaw and George Lucas who are talking to each other. <laughs> Strike, so this is how it's going to be, and it's like. But you really, again, it, and like it, you, 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 like you can't make assumptions like that. <laughs> yeah, you can't make Here's assumptions like that. To, to me, this you sounds can't a lot do that like because, like, this isn't. You're talking about filmmaking like it's mathematics. No, exactly the same thing. I was going to say, for me at least, it comes down to, you know, when people on IMDb make their special lists of yeah, ultimate yeah, yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really boils down to that where you thinking this this mindset where if we just put like Peter Jackson and like you know. This other director, like James Cameron, and like another director, really put Scott. them all together. They're all directors. One film, Martin Scorsese, and like this writer here, and this actor, and put all these movies. Ultimate film, epic. How do you know that? You know, who knows? How do you know? Projects, exactly. projects. Just they, they it's they, an organic they, thing. These people are process. human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're so right. You know. Yeah, I mean, like you it, just. It's, if it doesn't matter movie, who's doing really, it, really. Like, don't know? you feel like that? Like, I feel like yeah, Mark, I don't. I just yeah. don't like that people keep assuming that this guy's in it. Instant hit. But that's the thing. And, and then it, what happens? It could be. It and could then what be, happens? It could the work movie, as well. It could not. But that's the it thing. It could. But that's like it's it not just like you just. It's the, yeah, that's the thing. You can't add it because a director, here's a famous actor, put them all together and they make the best movie in the world. It's not gonna work like that. You know what I mean? So that's why for me. The same thing, like it's so much more complex than that, because there's so much. If you, have, if you have more valuable character, if you have more valuable, um, you know, integers or whatever, then you're going to get an equation that's going to be more, you know, bigger. You know more what? Powerful. That is roughly true, but well, yeah, I know, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying that. But it's just it's everyone just has their own not... qualities. It's, it's it's not. You can't you can't really uh, you can't put it that way yeah. at all. Really. And life. so anyway, another thing about episode seven. I'm sorry, we're going so fast. I just I feel like I haven't even talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Isn't that weird? This is why we need a timer. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I was going to say when we're talking about film and digital. <clears throat> uh, if anyone's interested, I would recommend uh, the documentary Side by Side that Keanu Reeves did. Well, he hosted. I'm not sure who directed it. He might have directed it. I'm yeah, sure. he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pretty interesting kind of uh, exploration of of digital and film and kind of what the future is looking like for film and what the future is looking like for digital. So I guess if you're interested in um, in uh, in filmmaking or movies, uh, I would totally recommend that documentary. That's a good Pretty one. Pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, like I, I'm subscribed to Fan Poster Group on DeviantArt. <laughs> oh, must be amazing. Oh yeah. You must get, and I keep you must be delighted Luke every time Coons. you open that. Yeah, page. <laughs> I keep annoying Luke Coons with all kinds of horrible poster art. <laughs> well yeah, and I there was like there was some that were circling around for episode seven and someone did a really good job, you know, photoshopping like a bunch of uh This is funny. Like Star Destroyers and uh, Millennium Falcon, like in the in the in the dust or something. The phenomenon like that. of making posters. Yeah, and they made they he out. made it look good. I mean that's the thing. Like he makes it look nice. That one over there? No 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 that's, oh, okay. that's, I'm not talking about that one. But like I just don't understand what that's all about. I don't understand why people do that. I and also, the it. tagline he did was so bad. It's just a big seven. Right? Are you talking about the one with Darth Vader? Like, and it's that, like that too. Let's okay, just put okay, that okay, in okay. as well. It's like evil doesn't get you know evil doesn't rest or something like that. It evolves. No man. And see, everybody else thinks it's cool. I can't. It's, for me, it's so cringeworthy. I can't. Yeah, and also this one, they, he, someone made a really good Photoshop. Like, I'm, I'm not. Hey, can we talk about? Wait, wait. A really good Photoshop about uh, with uh, like a star destroying the sea and stuff like that, and it said. War, aftermath. No episodes, and it's just seven, too much. Seven war aftermath. <laughs> too much. Seven war. Are you serious? Aftermath. I could just every poster war aftermath. Oh, man, it's like stop. You're making me cry. So oh, it's too much for my heart. You can't to take. do it. You my just, heart can't take so much. Anyway, but there was one picture someone made, which was in Million Falcon in the desert, and it was mm-hmm. like all busted up and destroyed. It was like it looked ancient. Was that any good or no? I like that one. Oh. That was a nice concept idea because they had two other people looking at it, which was interesting. Huh. Uh, there's another example I want to talk about with uh, fans and speculation and everything like that. Uh, did I did I mention? Did I talk about J.J. Abrams enough? Like, yeah, about his directing technique. Yeah. Because I I just wanted to. You said it like two times, right? Because I just wanted to. I just want to. I know you're talking about his, his technique is, is and how he has to be like if he's gonna do this he has to be more considerate he shouldn't be thinking about how he frames shots he should be thinking how the old film movies well, I think that I think but then again just like we always keep talking about it's such a narrow road because if you if you start thinking too uh, thing, inorganically thing, when you're trying to continue a series of movies that happened 30 years ago I know that's the thing you have to go uh, but to me path. to me it's like this if you're gonna start thinking about how would the other ones make the film you know like the older guys how would they make the film and if you're thinking too technical in that direction it's going to fail because you're not giving it the soul that it needs yeah that's the you're thing. not the thinking hard... with your you know you're not using the force but then the opposite you're giving it you know you're giving it the soul quote unquote but you're doing it the way you know how to do it with modern mm-hmm. shaky yeah, cam yeah, yeah, where yeah. you can't see a blood blood sucking thing but that's that's another extreme where it's I don't like it. I know that's the thing, but there's definitely a way that there's a small line that you can you can keep walking on and keep that. I think it's possible integrity it's just, it's just, where it's best of both, and you can do that. It's definitely and possible. I believe that that is possible, but they just need to be a little bit more. <laughs> they just need to do it. You know, <laughs> just do that. Yeah. And that's very important to me, you know. I I just have to say that it's just it's 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 an, it's an important thing. <sighs> so, 
There's this picture that came out. Really? This is one of the first pictures they showed of the behind the scenes of Ipsy. Look, they're working on. Oh, we're going to talk about this. Yes, I want to. I want to talk about this okay. because it's so. Like for example, there's this image that they that they took of a pre-production meeting that that took place within a production office where they set up. Well, it's a pre-production office, but it's the same thing because it's relatively new. I think. Relatively yeah, it's relatively new. It's like last month, and they showed a bunch of uh, creative coworkers as well yeah. collaborating and talking. Uh, in a meeting about a few aspects of the film and different department heads get together and they talk about stuff. So in the picture, we have our good friend Rick Carter, who isn't my friend. I wish I was his friend because he's cool. Is he the guy like... He's the one talking in the center, yeah, with the glasses. And uh, the funny thing is that there's Rick Carter there, there's Kathleen Kennedy, there's John Knoll, and then there's Kim Libreri, who worked on The Matrix Reloaded, remember? Huh. He was doing a bunch of videos and showing us and the behind the scenes and everything. He's a special effects supervisor, so he's there too. No one even talks about them. Like Rick Carter is a production designer. He did Jurassic Park. He did um, yeah, Back he did, to the he Future. He did a bunch of yeah, exactly. You see, I'm curious to look, seeing who's involved in this because I want to see who's back. But no, what does what does everybody look at? The little the blurry <laughs> picture of concept art with the Millennium Falcon in it. Oh, oh, Millennium <laughs> yeah. Falcon. It's like what it, could this mean for the story? Yeah, like what do you mean? It's a concept. Does that mean Hans Go to DeviantArt, you'll see a bunch of great pictures. I know you can, you can Same get a universe thing. of. And they're like, no, no, no. This is actually in the film. Well, guess what? This is all conceptual. What if the Millennium Falcon's not even going to be in there? Maybe this was just done by a by an artist who had to show an example of the, like the cinematography. Yeah, or like good a, point, or yeah. like just just inspirational drawings to get people ideas visually of what they could do. You don't know, and I and I just can't believe that people keep talking. About it and then they're like, "Look, news, Millennium Falcon, this, the built for Star Wars Episode Seven, guys." <laughs> like, yeah, great, I know, I you know, know, like I, it's great, good. Millennium Falcon's in Seven. What, what am I gonna do about it? What you're supposed to like now talk about how what what it can mean? What, what, what? what? Like, will, will Han Solo be flying? But again? I don't know it. Will Leia be there? Why don't you just let them make the movie? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll go Luke, watch. Luke, like, join them again. Will there be the three free them again or? Like, what happens if we go like, well, loopy? Look, I have my Temple? thoughts about that, but yeah, I'm not gonna like. I don't like. It's all irrelevant to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because for me, it's like you can talk about it, and you know, it can be fun talking about what what it could yeah, be. Yeah. But it, like you said, it's gonna come out eventually, and I mean, yeah, you know, like. And all I can say is like, you can have your opinions uh, you know, on what you know, what might be good, what might be bad. What like for example, I always felt like Luke. Like for me, if you're gonna start a story like this, you can't start everything being happy and dappy and and droopy doopy happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. New aren't, you going, aren't you going on territory talking about? Well, I'm just I'm giving an example. Oh, of what I'm what like the way I approach these things. For example, like I would say, you can't have it like happy dappy like the New Republic. Oh, how nice <laughs> it is in this republic! And then <laughs> smell that fresh. And, 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 and then someone's grass. like, get Chancellor Skywalker. All right. And then people are like, Whoa, who is this? <laughs> and then Leia comes in. Hey everyone! And then yeah. it's like, for me, it's and, always and in the background here. Who is it? Luke's there. Back from a mission. You see, Leia, you, see, going, you, see, you see what I'm saying? You can't do that. I feel like from such a, it's going to take place 30 years after. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you always have to put them, you have to have a problem in there. You know, you like, you have to have Luke somewhere else. Like in my opinion, the best thing would be like Luke would start being a hermit just like Obi-Wan was or Yoda. And he's lost somewhere. And in the middle of the film, he saves the protagonist somewhere and he becomes kind of like Obi-Wan was in episode four. And I think that sound, sounds like one of the better ways of approaching it because otherwise you can just have Maybe. them all like teaching people in, in the temple in Yavin. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he has his academy. He's like, well done, delegates. You are now Jedi Masters. Yay. And it's like, and then someone goes, Master Master Luke, do you think my lightsaber handle? It's like, don't worry. Is your, he, like, your it's just crystal's corny. not placed in properly. Yeah, you see Let what me I mean? Like, you can, that for you. like, I know that won't happen, but I'm just saying that, see, that's why for me it's just kind of really, it's just, it's not, I can't say anything about that until the yeah, film comes but, out. I mean, like, but I have to say, though, I'm not really, I wouldn't say, like, I'm against, like, like in general, talking about like what what might happen in the movies yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I mean, like I think it's like I said, it can be fun, you know, to talk about that stuff. But I guess, like you said, we're repeating ourselves, you know. But um, seeing Luke for the first time since 1983, like it chills, man, it chills. <laughs> like I don't know, for, for, see, for I don't know, for me, it's it's, kind of, it's it, for me, it's a totally different context. I mean, you, unless you do the but, same cinematography and it will look like it came from 1983, that's a different story, I think. Yeah, then, 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 then you're, then go, you're like, ooh, it's that's intriguing. pretty and you cool. Go, wow, yeah. But otherwise, it's because yeah. it's a totally different thing. Now. Yeah, it's happening. You know what I mean? Was I a little too angry in this one? I think it's okay. I mean, like what? Because I, I think can't... I think you cut out just a little bit, maybe some stuff. Because I, I just want to get that point across. Because it's know. just I think like maybe you cut like you I get a little annoyed twice. What? I'm like saying the last thing I'm going to say after we sign off here. I think that's all we have to say. Sorry if I'm just preaching too much. Last thing no, I, I want to say is say that I just want to say that I'm not against anyone who wants to talk about Star no, Wars. No, 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 of course not. Because I, I feel like maybe, you know, I don't want anyone like to get the impression that yeah, like, yeah, like the, we're like, sitting around saying, you shouldn't talk about Star Wars and we'll not talk about Star Wars. No, it's like, no, it's like, fine, but we're just talking about how our reaction is a little bit different in how we at least um, approach, approach like upcoming movies and kind yeah. of like what's going on in because the Because for industry. me, I approach it the way people are working yeah. and they're making a film. What does this mean to the continuity of Star Wars? Well, and plus, I think me and you probably don't take things that personally when it comes no, to say, no, no, stories no. and stuff. Like yeah. we're not at least you know, just how I guess we are. We are like that where we just don't we don't get so emotionally involved in like maybe oh, a new rumor pops up and you have to think about oh what will this mean for this. And, and I'm just that. doing it's it like, a different perspective, which my perspective is always like that. It's a different that I would have done it a different direction, that which I think would have been better. But that's the thing. I just think it would be better, and it's really difficult when. Uh, I try telling people something that's different. They kind of they kind of don't know what I'm talking about. Just like let's say like Guardians of the Galaxy came out is is coming out. Everybody's excited about it, but just you know like six years ago or seven years ago, I said I would like to see less known characters in popular films. What that would work? It comes out. I'm excited. Of course it'll work. You know. The, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just about. like they're talking about it in hindsight, and they're saying that you know, like, of course it works, and this is yeah, and that's the, then that's the issue. And I'm just saying that I like everybody. <laughs> Me too. Everybody's doing a good job, you know, for what they're do- doing. But but you just have you just I guess you have your own uh, I don't know take on it, your own opinion on uh, maybe what's going on and. No, is that you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, uh, I have my own opinion based on because I'm looking at this by you know like direction, like yeah, what direction it's taking, creatively most of the time, and but I think that's the whole problem with kind of like critiquing in general. It's always the dilemma between that uh, being a critic, not necessarily like a film critic, but just in general, you know, talking about something critically, is that you never want to direct your critique at the individual. No. Right? And that's, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a dilemma because sometimes it can sound like you're talking about, you know, anyone can, can be sound like they're talking about, you know, attacking the individual and how he's, he's untalented and all that kind of stuff. But what you're really talking about is, you know, their work. But 
not again not in a sense to you know destroy their work or make yourself look better and something like that but just in a sense that you're just you know just just saying what you feel like what you got from from yeah. what they're doing you know what's your reaction to their to their work yeah right yeah pretty much that's what i think at least and also i need to make a correction it's michael lantieri not joe letary joe letary is a you know he wor- he probably worked on for Jurassic those of you guys who who watched who listened Jurassic to our last part? Well, yeah, who listened to our last time? We were talking about Park. animation. Yeah, I, I kept saying Joe Letary, but I wanted to talk. I wanted to. I mentioned. I meant Michael Lantieri, who is a f- physical effects sort of uh, supervisor. So he does uh, effects that, like, let's say in Jurassic Park, there's a dinosaur crashing into a bus, and he has to make the bus crash, but without oh, the yes, dinosaur. That's right. yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the sort of stuff that he's doing, and that's Michael Lantieri. Joe Letary is a visual effects supervisor for digital effects, and he I think he worked a little bit on Jurassic Park, but his main claim to fame was uh, being one of the big bosses at Weta Digital when they were working on oh, Lord of the yeah. Rings and Avatar and but so Abadu. on and so forth. So there we go. I got my slate clean. There you go. You fixed, you fixed the issue. Pretty cool. Anyway, the force flows through you. What should we do for the end? Forget it, Chewie. This is an Alderaan. <laughs> this one? Forget it. Hey, kid. Uh, hey, kid. May, may, the, may the force be with you. Grab me those bake rolls. I can't, I can't do it. Grab me those bake rolls. Too bad the Jovitos... Grab me those bake rolls. <laughs> Grab me those bake rolls. There you go. Too bad the Jovitos don't know you the way I do, Belloc. <laughs>